Hi everybody and welcome to the Chair with James podcast. It's the 12th and the final episode of 2020. And uh, as much as I've hated to do it and to do research on it and whatnot, (sighs) I think it's obvious we have to do a year in review of 2020. Of course, it just has not been one of the smoothest. It's been... You know, really the hardest for someone uh, that didn't go through, you know, what, uh, 1968, 2001, whatever, 95, 92. Think of all the bad years, 93, where things happened in those, uh, those events happened in those years. It seems like nothing and then recently too you could say with all the um the school shootings and the mall shootings and the store shootings you could say hey well hey 2015 was bad 2016 2017 2018 2019 and now we get the worst of it all not really with the shootings although there have been some but you get a pandemic that shuts down pretty much everything. Anyway, before I go on, I would like if everybody subscribed, liked, followed, listened, and share the Chair Podcast with James. Uh, and I'm on seven uh, listening platforms. Uh, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, Google, and Apple. Somehow I've made it to Apple. I'm there. (laughs) So just type in the chair with James. The chair podcast with James Gonzalez. And I'm there. And and, uh, hopefully hitting you up with weekly uh, topics. And of course this one, because it's the end of the year, it's almost going to be the 31st of December. I had to, as a news geek myself, as a dates geek that I am, meaning like, okay, I can tell you what year, what day, what year, what month something happened. I I love to quiz myself about that, and but obviously this year, it hasn't been uh, anything fun to. Um, reminisce about, really. So, let's get it started, shall we? And first of all, we have to go back to December of 2019, because this is where all the madness really begins. There's this, uh, virus strain in China, in the city of, I'm gonna get this wrong, Wuhu, China. And um, it comes out of this uh, seafood meat area. It's pretty hard to describe. Wuhan, China. And uh, it just spreads from there across China. People start getting sick. And it's not really news to Americans and the rest of the country. They just figured, okay, it's just something they're going to... tame in their country and everybody will just you know stay home and whoever has it they either die or they'll survive and then it it will just go away well obviously that wasn't the case january started off with um australian wildfires well it was about december 28th when I started hearing about them, and you just see, you just saw people and firefighters, whomever it was in Australia, take these koala bears that that's either been, you know, burned or in heat, and taking them to safety. It was just a very heroic uh, gesture you you saw by those people, and amazing to to think, you know. How how much it hit Australia, the wildfires. It was, uh, 
it was awful. The the map I saw, the terrain that it hit, the acres, it was just, it was awful. And uh, it went on to about the 10th. It just kept going and going, really. And um, that was awful. But more into uh, January, um, the virus spread to Thailand. And that was the first country that got it, excuse me, other from uh, China. And then you start to notice, okay, it's... It hasn't been tamed. It's it's moving on because people are still being able to <clears throat> go do what they want and be what they want. And uh, you you really can't you know have that. So that's what's happening. Then on January twentieth, I remember this day. I remember. Well, there's a lot of days I remember from this year, but I do remember this day pretty much uh, from the news, of course that. A senior living home um, had the first traces of the virus. And there were some people that died, of course, in the, in the house. And, and uh, that really, that really uh, hit me because where I work. So... When I'm thinking about that, and then there was cases in New York, then it started to spread really around the country. So, uh, and it was little by little, but you you could definitely tell that it was still going on. Uh, but it started to grow and grow and grow. That was the the real problem about it. Somehow... The stock market until March was going really high. Like the best it's been in I don't know how many years. Uh, but that started to come down in April as the virus spread. Um, in, uh, let's see. Yeah, January 26th. 2020, I can tell you where I was and and just the the day that was. I was with my girlfriend helping her out. Um, had my phone charging, not with me, for a couple of hours doing stuff with her. I check, you know, my phone's charged. But I have, like, like six text messages, eight messenger messages, four calls, emails. I'm wondering what what it, what the hell's going on? Like, did like someone die in my family? Did something happen in L.A.? You know, my mind is kind of racing when I, when I turn on my uh, phone. And I, you know, open up my phone. And I start seeing the messages. And uh, growing up, I loved watching Kobe Bryant play basketball. I loved, um, as I grew up, he... Played his career out with the Lakers and playing um, in the Olympics, winning five championships, and you know dedicating you know his part of pretty much more than half of his life to basketball. And then, with all of the ups and downs of his career, um, he retired at you know. Had a great game going out, like 60 points, I think it was his last game. He ended up uh, making his last game one of his best ever. And I thought, man, uh, you know, it's good that he's retiring, but um, he gave all of his, 
all that he had left in that one last game and made it very memorable. And I remember watching that thinking, wow, that we'll never see this again from him. But I, um, I'm very happy to see that life after basketball was good for him because he was having more daughters. Um, he was enjoying his family life, his wife, Vanessa, um, teaching uh, Gigi, her daughter, how to play basketball and created the Mamba Academy. So all uh, the up, the up and coming women basketball players, girls basketball players can have a place to play and on teams. And he was coaching her and, and a few others, uh, and it was just great to see him and his life after basketball. It was just great. And everything was going so right for him. He got into the Hall of Fame that year, or at least was a you know a finalist. So I figured, wow, it, it's going to be great to, to see him at the podium at the Hall of Fame with... Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, you can tell I know a lot about NBA and basketball in general, but growing up, those were three guys that I watched pretty much nightly uh, and enjoyed their careers, and, uh, and Kobe was definitely part of that. So on the 26th, I start reading the messages, couldn't believe what I'm reading, my friend... Uh, He's double-checking, fact-checking. He's making sure that it's not a hoax. And come to find out, it's not. Kobe Bryant and Gigi and seven others, uh, teammates, coaches, parents, pilot, all die in a uh, helicopter accident side of a hill, there was fog, shouldn't have went into it, and um, it's just haunting to think of. And every time I see fog along the hills, it's a reminder of what happened. And right away that day, I remember just being sad. I was trying to hide it from my girl, and I did. But when I left her and went home, I lost it. I, I lost it. And for two to three days, I trying to hide it. And I would just lose it when I came home from work. Just couldn't believe what happened. Still couldn't believe what happened. And still in shock. And there would be more of that in 2020. But personally for me, uh, that was the biggest loss. Because that's my childhood. That's my, you know, idol from childhood. Yeah, just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it after a while. And finally the, the people were remembering him. And I ended up not going to the service at Staples Center. But the Clippers game the night, that night, and seeing people stream out of Staples and news people, you know, everybody was still sad, but everybody's wearing Kobe jerseys and, you know, taking pictures and it's like L.A. lost their son, their idol, and he wasn't even from L.A. But what he did on the Lakers, what he did for the city and for people, winning those rings, playing hard as he could, through injuries, through everything, everybody admired him. No matter how ignorant he was or hard he was on his teammates, he just had a drive that rare have, I guess, in the world. So... That endured him to so many people. So when that happened with Kobe, I was just the saddest 
as many others were uh, that day. Just really sad. Um, so we move along in February. I remember uh, not liking who played in the Super Bowl. It was Kansas City and San Francisco. I hate both. So I didn't go for either. I was just there for the game. I remember being at this Super Bowl party with friends. You know, not worried about anything. Not a mask. Not the virus. Nothing. No really worries. Still kind of scorned from uh, Kobe's death and everybody talking about it. And everybody remembering some moments. Even at the Super Bowl, they had a moment of silence. So that's how much the world was affected by the Kobe's death. Um, also, it was an election year, 2020. So Donald Trump uh, was representing the Republicans by himself. But there were seven Democrats candidates. I remember... Seeing who would come out of that, and who people would vote for to get uh, Trump out, that, and I always wondered what happened. Uh, the virus spread through the U.S. and by the twentieth was worldwide, and still in the U.S. it was small enough for people not to really care, you know, mainstream. But you started seeing people wear masks. And uh, I remember again at that uh, at that service for Kobe outside Staples, there were people wearing masks. And I, I remember thinking, oh, maybe he's sick or something, because I've seen um, I don't know where in Asia, but I've seen people wear masks whenever they're sick. It's just a routine thing for them to do. I believe it was in Japan, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's a culture thing that whenever you're sick, you wear a mask so you don't um, affect others. So that's all I could think of. Maybe he's sick and, and all that. But then the World Health, World Health Organization in March declares the COVID-19 virus a pandemic. Now this is where everything falls, right? Everything falls. For me, again, with the NBA, love it, but that falls. Rudy Gobert, I remember his press conference, uh, I think it was around March 10th, maybe, March 12th. He's making fun of getting uh, the virus by touching all the microphones and smirking and laughing and leaving the room. Then it comes to find out, he has the virus. He's at the game against Oklahoma City, in Oklahoma City. And the game is postponed. Everybody's out of the building and out of the floor. And that's when you knew, oh crap, you know, something's happening. Players are rushed to their locker rooms and quarantined in there. And, and all of a sudden you hear players testing positive and the season comes to a halt and nobody really knew how that was going to go and then it, it was going through all the sports the NCAA March Madness which I definitely look forward to with basketball that stopped and that was something I really looked forward to again with a the one shiny moment at the end on CBS and it never happened and and that's something I miss, but obviously it was it was getting worse and worse. On the same day, I remember Rudy Gobert and a couple of jazz players test positive. Uh, Tom Hanks and his wife uh, Rita Wilson test positive, but they were out of the country. I forget where they were, but I think Australia. But they were there, and they test positive, and they're quarantined. But they were the first celebrity names that had it. 
So everybody was really panicking after that, saying, yo, if they can get it, we can get it. That's what I, I, I remember people saying, like, even if they're way out there, they can get it. So pretty much all the sports are canceled. MLB was in spring training. They were two weeks away from opening day. But there was no way they were going to start it up, and, and that just faltered. Um, Summer Olympics were canceled, of course, because that's a worldwide thing, and there's no way um, that was going to happen. Now, one thing came out of being at home now, because um, people say, hey, if you don't need to go outside, don't. And uh, a couple of things came out of it. People finding out new shows to watch on Netflix, being at home. And Tiger King exploded. I've never seen a second of it. But it was definitely pop culture. Because everybody was home and everybody was watching it and talking about it. The one thing I do remember about that first week of shutting down, and that was the... uh, middle of March that weekend I remember I think it was that Friday and being at the grocery store early in the morning because people started to panic and say okay we should get this we should get this it was like Y2K but with toilet paper and you saw all the shelves all the Lysol was gone Hand sanitizer and toilet paper were all gone. And I remember, and this is a picture I put on Instagram. Uh, Jam Session 89, by the way, is my Instagram um, name. But, or handle, whatever it's called. But this old guy was there. I remember taking a picture because um, he was looking for some toilet paper. You know, a modest, you know, two-pack, four-pack. And there wasn't any. So I took a picture of him looking, and it's all empty shelves. Felt so bad for him. And we talked. And I said, yeah, um, with the pandemic going on, you're not going to find toilet paper anywhere. People are out, and they're panicking. And that's the first thing they're getting, because they saw others get it. And I, I just couldn't feel more bad for him than, than anything. Also, felt so bad for him. Um, also in March, uh, had the CARES Act come out by the government and we get our stimulus checks. They were $1,200 and... Um, I ended up saving it and still have a lot saved up so I'm <clears throat> I'm grateful for it but uh there's people that need more than just that um and that that really hurt um in April A UFO was spotted by the Pentagon. I think there were more than one. But I remember that being the case. I also remember Alex Trebek being um, free of any cancer. And then later uh, he passes on in um, November, I believe it was. And... Again, this is another thing. Growing up, my mom would always watch Jeopardy. And I would always be there watching with her. This is one thing I noticed about Canadian people. They're very nice. And he was one of them. Just one of the greatest people you'll ever come around is Alex Trebek. Just great. And... It's just another loss in 2020 that I've had, among others. Um, And then from the virus, 
a lot of loved ones died. I don't know anybody personally that did. But um, I started hearing about on that middle March weekend, I started hearing about the hospitals, the people that were dying and putting in these makeshift, uh, putting um, these people that are put in these makeshift uh, caskets and buried somewhere on the outskirts of New York City, I think it was, in New Jersey. And when I saw that, I... It made me stop everything I was doing. Because then I was told by my girl to watch Contagion. This was a movie back in 2011. Well, it had the same scene. And it dealt with a virus that came over from wherever. And it came over to the U.S. And people were dying. And people were um, panicking and buying stuff. It was pretty much the same thing what was going on now back in that movie in 2011. So that really amazed me um, what happened. The vaccine scene in that movie, though, was a little far-fetched. It was kind of a lottery draft of who would get the vaccine first. I don't think that's going to happen, but as of in December, the vaccines have gone out, but the government people have got it first, and then I hear people in my field, like in the senior homes, the nurses, the uh, doctors, whatnot, will get it. Um, we'll get it next, and then it trickles down. So we'll see what happens. But I remember that that March, that weekend, when everything started to shut down, grocery stores were being. Um, Rated, not rated, but people were out there buying like it was Y2K. It was just madness when you thought about it. I remember being um, out with friends that after that weekend and hanging out with them. Not really realizing that would be the last time I would see them in six or six, seven months, but it was. And uh, it was eerie because they had on the news in L.A. People were playing basketball at Venice Beach. And they had the helicopter view of it. Saying, wow, these people don't really care that there's a virus going on. They're still playing basketball. There's contact. You know, like nothing's going on. Well, I did the same thing that day. Uh, with my friends and other people. So, look at me, you know. I was doing it too. Not knowing that, well, okay, they're going to take down the rims. They're going to take down everything. And everything's going to be shut down. So you can't do that anymore. You know, you can go for a walk. If you have a dog. If you have, uh, you know, if you want to go out as a family, that's cool. But not as a large group of friends. Just for walks. No bars are open, no restaurants are open, nothing like that. You could take out, you could do drive through, <laughs> but nothing like you want to do, at least in my case. Um, thing about that in March, it was just the beginning of what was going on, and, and it's just really, um, really scary. Uh, in May. As the virus was going on, there was a report that these murder hornets would come through and terrorize everybody that's outside. I don't know what country they came from. I, I, I don't remember, but um, I wasn't really scared of it because I remember, oh yeah, well, we're not supposed to be outside anyway, so unless you open a door or something, how are they going to come in? You know, there's vents and all that, but um, I never felt anything. And little did we know, they never really came over. They pretty much just went away wherever they were. Uh, NASCAR came back on in, uh, in May as well. That was the first sport. And then you start seeing golf and tennis. But none of the team sports. 
come back. Then on the 25th, I think what changed 2020, what happened on the 25th in Minneapolis with George Floyd being killed by the police. You could look at it on both sides where wrong was done on both parts, but it didn't, it didn't have to end in, in death. And that's what the problem is. And there was other things going on as well in that time. In Milwaukee, there was a a, uh, a shooting by an officer. Just the wrong time for it. And protests, even though people weren't supposed to be out and outside walking around doing whatever, as a group, close together, the people were out there, you know, walking for George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, and uh, the protests became violent. You could blame Anifa, you could blame... Uh, unruliness of crowds, but I remember that weekend, that, I believe that Sunday or Saturday, when I came back from helping my girl move in, uh, near San Diego, I thought to myself, something's gonna happen. And little did I know, the freeway we were on passes... A city hall, and that's where these protests became violent because a uh, sheriff or police—I can't remember what was over—I think sheriff's department had a incident where he shot a rubber bullet or tear gas or something, and it hurt someone, and that set off these uh, violent protests. Well, protests that turned into violence and stores being looted. And burned down, and a bank even being burned down. And I'm thinking to myself, that afternoon, I was passing through there. And then later that night, that's gone. That bank is gone. That store is gone. It's amazing to think, like, sometimes I have these feelings that, that, that I, that I have. And it comes out where I say, hey, um, you know, I feel like something's gonna happen. And it happens. And I had that feeling that day in uh, in May. And uh, the protests would go throughout the summer. They would simmer down in violence. But the people that would join because they were stuck at home would go up. And then everybody would get into it. And it just became a thing to do. Because you felt like you were doing it for the right reason. Um, but whatever you think, I'm fine with. We can agree to disagree. Um, I even got into it. I remember there was a, uh, a spot protest in Carlsbad and I happened to be there. And they shut down the streets and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Is somebody running through here or something? And it was these kids coming through and, and having their little march and demonstration at the park I was at. And I'm thinking holy crap, like, I happened to be here, so I took pictures, and, and, um, it was spontaneous, but that's how 2020 was, spontaneous. I remember being there with friends, and, and just saying, hey, everything's gonna be fine, you know, these people are, are not violent, they're not, you know, they're not gonna do anything, so, um, I was very happy that that went peaceful, I wished all the other protests that happened were peaceful. Uh, But you have the wrong people sometimes there. And uh, that's what you saw in in cities. In Washington, in Oregon, in California. There were people burning down buildings and just being unruly. And I remember near Washington, D.C., They were taking down statues and then all over the South of any uh, Southern general from the past or anyone that had a a different thought back then. So whatever the protesters were doing, they had reasoning for it, I guess. But it it just, it, it sprung all over the summer. It was just... It just added to 2020's mess, let's just say.
And it was just, it was funny. One thing to note, it was funny that the virus numbers didn't really go up uh, with all the protests going on. You thought we would have had a burst of of cases <sighs> because all these people are getting together in all the main cities that you know and you've been in, you would have figured there would be something. Like a big spike in, in cases. But no, cases just steadily went up. Uh, it wasn't until November, December when cases started to go up because of the holidays. And people were not being home, staying at home and having these parties. Like they're not supposed to. Families of all kinds are doing it. And paying the price for it. Their loved ones were dying or sick. And all year long it's been like that. People just having no regard. Going out. Protesting. Going out and having parties. Opening bars up when they shouldn't have. And just having fun. Not knowing the the cost of it. In, uh, in June there were 10 million cases of the virus. So that didn't deter the protesters. But at that moment the, the minds of them were already shot. And ready to go do whatever they wanted to do. July saw Kanye West run for president, and uh, quickly he was uh, out of the race. But it's just one of those things where, what else could happen in 2020? You know, what ludicrous thing can happen, and that happened for a second. Um, the Washington football team... Uh, was named just that from what they used to be called, quote, Redskins, became the Washington football team. And they got rid of their logo, and it was just a W on their, uh, on their logo. And it was a big step for the NFL to do this. There's been plenty of years, and it gained a lot of traction five or six years ago. But they've been called that nickname forever. But finally, as things change, as PC things continue to happen, and canceling from um, social media, which social media is it's great for one hand, but it's really bad for the other hand. Because if you say one thing wrong, according to people... They'll cancel you. And if you're a big figure, if you're someone notable, well, you're done pretty much in people's in the public eye. Uh, so that was amazing to see Washington football team come up. The NBA came back, but in a bubble in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort. It was interesting to see how the players uh, won't be with their families, but... With themselves in a hotel. With all the players together. <clears throat> and um, 22 out of the 30 teams were there. But uh, they had. For a month or two. The. Uh, uh, the teams that didn't make the final 16. Were gone. Out of the bubble. Uh, so that was interesting to see how that went. And. Playing games, you know, every day pretty much. It, it was fun, but it 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 really got um, the game really got blocked out by all the wokeness from the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, the players speaking out, they had people. Or players, you know, suspend games because they didn't want to play out of protest. So it was a real mess when you think about it. 
real mess. And it didn't, it didn't really turn me off. Uh, I did have a breaking point, but it was because the Lakers won and I didn't want them to win. Uh, but not many people watched. And I, after a while, was one of them because I knew what was going to happen and and I, the Clippers were out of it, and they went out badly, and I just knew, okay, the Lakers are going to win. So I didn't I didn't watch after a while, but I felt like the game was overshadowed by BLM and, and these players that make so much money um, were doing things they probably shouldn't have. And... and um, but that's okay. They have a right to do whatever. But I thought in a time of having a virus going out and people um, people wanting something to uh, get distracted from everything that's going on in the world, they wanted basketball to, to distract them from that. But they kept bringing back in the election they keep bringing back in BLM, and uh, it just became too much, and a lot of people didn't tune in. And again, I was one of them after a while, and I just wasn't proud of anything. It, it just felt rushed, and it felt all programmed, and it, it wasn't good after a while. And then MLB came back, uh, Major League Baseball. Came back in July, at the end of July, I believe, and uh, they play 60 games. And um, it, was, it was good because they only played in their territories. So the West played the West, East played the East, Central, Central, South, you know, South. So that really worked out. And at first there were cases... But that was because people, players partied when they shouldn't have or had dinner. But for the most part after, there wasn't a bad thing happening until, virus-wise, until one of the Dodgers somehow got the virus. Being in a little bubble, well, I don't know if you call it a bubble, but somehow... You know, they were all staying at hotels, but I wonder how he got it. and Maybe we'll never know. But then he started um, giving it out to others on his team. And this was during a World Series game later in October. Uh, and this was a thing that MLB was fearing back in um, in July. Where, okay... We bitter, we bitterly fought each other, players and and owners, how long we're gonna play and where we're gonna play and how we're gonna play, and we really want to do it the safest. And they did for a while. They did. Gotta give a shout out to Dan Patrick show. When there was no sports going on, I was listening to his show, and he would have his morning show on YouTube and. He would um, give us updates of, you know, any news that would come up. But also, um, the the daily watch if uh, sports were coming back or not. I think it was big news as well, uh, sports-wise, with Tom Brady going from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. And that was back, I think, in March. And... Um, you know, that sent shockwaves because I think people thought he would just stay in um, New England forever. But he went down to Tampa Bay. And then a uh, freedom fighter for the civil rights movement, John Lewis, died in July as well. Just another uh, loss for, I think, African Americans everywhere. Um really interested in those times that in civil right movements and all that so uh, I've always been a uh, big Martin Luther King person and hearing what he had to say and, and all that and 
I got to learn stuff about John Lewis that I never really knew. In August, a Brute explosion happened. An explosion happened in Brute. And at first, as my friends sent me the video, I thought it was fake. I didn't think it was real. But come to find out, it was real. It was real deadly. And it was one of the worst explosions um, you'll ever see. I mean, viewer discretion definitely advised. If you haven't seen it yet, which I doubt you haven't. But um, it's terrifying. It really is. It's really terrifying. There's video out from the sea. You know, inland, in a building, away from it, and all the smoke and all the um, gas coming out the window and all the windows being broken and inside the room. It was just terrifying, honestly, to see. Uh, there were two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico, and then later in September, there was another one. So that land, of course, every year being hit. Uh, t you know, Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida, <coughs> Mississippi, all being hit by hurricanes. And that's a yearly thing, but just the way with the three coming at you in a matter of months, you know, I, I, I can't envision that happening, of course. But in September... All over the western seaboard, all over the west coast, there were these wildfires going on. Up from Washington, down to Oregon and California, and even Colorado and Arizona, and Mexico. Uh, Baja. There were these wildfires breaking out to a point that you couldn't see the sun no matter where you were. On the west coast. For a whole week. All you saw was dark and white clouds. You didn't see any blue skies. You didn't see anything. And all you smelled was smoke. And that just added to the 2020. Um, lore. And it wasn't good lore either. It was really bad lore of course. Um, there were these shocking images in San Francisco and the Bay Area where the sky was basically orange. And it looked like a video game sky where you just couldn't believe what you saw. And, and I was still trying to figure out how that happened. You know, just with all the flames reflecting off of the clouds and then off of the smoke, you get an orange sky. That's what I guess. I don't know. But that was just awful to, to see. In October, uh, the Lakers and Dodgers both win championships in their bubbles. For me, you know, I'll put an asterisk on it, you know, because I hate both. Um... But after a while, I didn't care about both. I really didn't care. I, I just wanted both to end and, you know, for people to stop watching pretty much. And they kind of did after a while, like I said, with the NBA. And then with MLB, you just knew the Dodgers were going to win. So, whatever. Ruth Bader... Uh, Gingerberg died. Uh, she was a Supreme Court justice and a motivation to all women around the world. And you saw that by the tributes that women and young ladies and young girls um, were doing for her. So she must have touched a lot of people. Also, uh, college football came back. Now, some started right away, no matter what, but a lot of the conferences started out in late September and then October, and I didn't think they were going to come back whatsoever. I know my conference, the Pac-12, 
um, only had six games for USC football, and they only played five because one was uh, canceled because of virus concerns. So that was really weird to to uh, figure out. The NFL went on like nothing happened, but they didn't have preseason. But there were many cases positive for players, and um, games moved into the week instead of on Sunday, Monday. So that was odd to see Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football, Friday night football. There were games every. There were games on every day of the week this year. On it in the NFL, so that was pretty crazy to to think of, you know. Even Friday night football, that was crazy to think of. There was also the two horrible presidential candidate debates between uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Both just seemed like uh, two kids um, just yelling at one another and. Whoever the moderator was trying to get control and just couldn't, it was a disaster. No matter which way you go, it was just a horrible disaster. And, you know, everybody, as many memes were coming out in videos, other countries were just pretty much laughing at the U.S. about it. So that's degrading to think about, honestly. And then in November... After days after election day, which I've never seen before, usually we'll get the results, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. It wasn't until Saturday morning of election day weekend or week, yeah, that uh, Joe Biden won as uh, what helped is a lot of people were at home, of course, so the mail ballots went out. And uh, because of that, a lot of people that weren't able to vote before, or just didn't want to, honestly, were able to. And they were persuaded a certain way to go. And that promptly led Joe Biden to win. And there were protests from uh, Trump's people about it. And uh, But nothing could be done. I guess it was all fair. <sighs> Remember, politics is just... Dirty, any way you can go. So, um, really don't know if it was good, but well, anyway, um, there was a virus. The virus was in its third wave. The second wave was, it felt like, uh, in August, July, I think. Uh, but the third wave was in November, and that was. Around Thanksgiving, because people were out, you know, doing stuff, and, like, nothing was going on. Like, people were having quinceañeras, and birthday parties, and, like, nothing's happening. So, I guess people that were doing that, those are the people to blame for the virus to continue. And it was very shocking just to see the numbers climb and climb and climb when people are supposed to be... Staying home and not doing those things. It was very disgraceful. Um, December came. And, and then one thing about November too. I think it was historic as well. But I think we'll have more of this. But uh, Biden won as president. But vice president will now be Camilla Harris. She's the first woman vice president but one day we'll have a woman president we almost had one in 2016 but I, there will be a woman president one day and and i hope i'm here to see that i'm hope i'm alive to see that because i want to see how it goes so <clears throat> i'm all in favor for it in december uh middle december in this uh year of review we're almost done um a vaccine comes out and people start getting excited, not knowing that the virus is still going on. So, um, for 2021, all I can say is probably still stuff will more will keep going on because in the UK there's two other strains of a virus going on, 
It has reached Canada. It has reached the U.S. Um, these vaccines need to go out and need to go out promptly. As quick as they can. But people cannot live like it's not around. The virus. They still have to be weary and aware of it. They can't just think, okay, because you got the vaccine, you're totally good. Because you're not. So, it's something to... As we go from 2020 to 2021, it's something to look forward to, but with cautious optimism. Because you want to say, hey, turn of the year, we're all going to be fine, we're all going to be good. Well, guess what? It's not going to be. It's not going to be all good, you know. Hopefully it won't be as horrible as 2020 was, but uh, hopefully there's closure in 2021 and an opening of freedom again when you think about it so that's been my year in review of 2020 it certainly had its downs hardly any ups personally in my life nothing's really changed other from not being able to see friends and family and staying home as much as I can to, you know, whatever they say, prevent the spread, prevent me from getting it, you people out there getting it. Um, I did have my withdrawals going out, hanging out with people, but I was smart. There was a brush of it uh, around me in July, but or in June, I should say, but I was... Prepared enough not to get it. I knew to keep my space. And somehow I didn't get it. Very fortunate. Now in December here. It's spreading around my job. And the one time I was away. From my job. It was spreading around. And a lot of my co-workers got it. Without that week. Of not working and being gone from work. I probably would have got it. Now, say, hey, the virus, you'll, you'll start out with the symptoms and then you lose your taste and your your senses. What was it? Taste and smell. And then hopefully it starts to go away. But when you think about the elderly that is not given a good chance of survival after that, and then even with the ages going on, of people getting it. There is a high survival rate. But not for the elderly. And that's one thing to keep in mind. As. You know. As New Year's Eve comes up. You still cannot see. Your grandpa or your grandma. Or, or your parents or anything like that. Unless they live with you of course. But. Don't spoil it. Don't go out and. And be reckless. Like the one or two. Days and nights I've had. Don't be stupid. You know. And there's all these, you know, anti-mask people. But think of it not, not like as if you're being told to. But as you're helping others not getting it. And the others around you. You want your freedom. You believe in your country. Uh, but... This is a worldwide pandemic. It's not It's not just a US thing, but it's came over here and now you must prevent it from spreading. But hopefully others are doing it too, but it comes to find out it's not not everyone's uh doing their part. And it's kind of the alarming thing. I mean, I know people that don't agree with certain things, but they still wear their masks. Um, and then people that have had the virus and tell me, okay, luckily because their health is good, that they got through it, they survived. But just think about the elderly that didn't. 
Think about all the people, no matter what age, that didn't survive. So that should keep you thinking, okay, better stay home. You know, better not do this one thing. I better not go out to party and have parties at people's houses, anything like that. You know, just Zoom meetings. That's been the biggest, uh, the biggest, well, the second biggest profitable business is Zoom meetings. I think first is all the people that you know, own Lysol and toilet paper and hand sanitizer. So whomever those people may be, Costco, Walmart. It's just funny to me, and I think a person mentioned this too. They said, you know, all these small businesses are going out of business, but you see Costco, Walmart, the big restaurant chains still in business. And they're thriving. So it just sucks for the small businesses. And you see a lot of people with small businesses suffering and wanting to keep open but can't. And that's a frustrating thing going on to uh, 2021. You want to hope that, you know, everybody can get back on track from this. But the reality is that, you know, people aren't going to be able to pay their mortgages, their rent... Their, uh, their lease, their leases, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be people out there that are going to suffer. And uh, that's going to be the sad thing going into 2021. There's vaccines, but there's people that have lost a lot and lost people. So we'll see what happens. I mean, cheers to a new year. But to me, as my dad say, it's just another day on the calendar. And uh, it's just another day where we have to fight this pandemic any way that we can. That's all I have to say about that. And the year that was, 2020, it was rough. It was tough. But maybe we'll see the light in 2021. Maybe. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I would love for everyone to please like, subscribe, follow, and share the Chair Podcast with James Gonzalez. Again, the uh, listening platforms on on I'm on uh, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts. Radio Public, Spotify, Google, and Apple. And a big shout out to a couple of shows out there that I've heard through the year. And the first one is The Grinds with Todd and Matt. The Grinds is a uh, weekly show. Went from uh, Wednesdays to Fridays now on Facebook. But they're also on all the uh, podcast uh, listening platforms. So check out The Grinds with Todd and Matt. They do a great job of just letting go and talking about topics that are popular in uh, in the world. And in their world. And the audience <coughs> that, uh, that I and others contribute are just an awesome thing. To type in something and have them read... Um, Whatever we say is just great. And we want the grinds to continue and be great. The last one, the last shout out that I have is um, something I found out this year. As you have heard pretty much throughout the whole uh, episode here. You know, I'm a big fan of sports. And all my teams pretty much suck. Um, But... This year, even when there wasn't sports, I found new things to listen to and or watch. And there's a um, network out there called the MI6 Sports Network. And I think everyone should check that out if they're a fan of sports. Even if they're not, I guess. But there's great people there. 
great platforms. You can find them all on Anchor and all over uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, um, you know, they're great people there. And I chime in whenever I can, messaging their show. So all the guys there, Callan, um, Isaiah, John, the other John, Stephen. There's a host of others, too. Martin. um, I think Ryan. There's, again, a host of others. Trevor. um, MI6 Sports Network. So check them out. They're they're having shows every day. And that really kept me going through the pandemic, along with the grinds. Um, This show was... This network was going every day, though. And once sports came back, the joy that I've... That I had with sports came back. So it was awesome to hear. Uh, a network. Get right to the news. And have opinions. That weren't it a uh, fake. That's what I loved. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of people that's fake out there. In an opinion telling world. In an opinion telling world. There's a lot of people that fake. But the grinds and the MI6 Sports Network, they keep it real, like I do, with my podcast and with my YouTube channel, The Chair with James Gonzalez. Um, I try to keep everything real and give you my opinion, no matter if you like it or not, on these topics that come up. Well, shout out to the grinds and MI6 Sports Network. Shout out to The Chair Podcast with James and... uh, to the year that was 2020 go away to 2021 we see you soon and uh we hope that it brings better that's all i have to say so take care folks out there be safe wear a mask stay home if if you don't really need anything don't go out for it you can always get it delivered shout out doordash for <laughs> all the food I've been getting every, almost every weekend throughout this. Shout out, you know, whatever pizza joints I've been ordering from. Shout out all those places. Uh, so take care, folks. See you on the other side of the year, which will be next year. So see you next year. And take care. Later.